Accept us this morning. Accept what we have brought, what we have to bring. It's that which you've given. That is what we have to bring back to you. We ask that you will accept it. Father, it's not just our mouths singing, but our hearts are saying much more than our mouths can say. We adore you. You are our our fear, our reverence. You are the object of all our affections. You are you are beautiful to us. You make our soul glad. We worship you, our Father. We give you all the glory. We ask that you be exalted. You don't inhabit the praises of your people. You dwell in their praises. Where your deposits in men rise. There your, your, your home, your habitation is built. Father... Our cry, the cry of our heart is to bring you praise. That your name be praised, that the server of the sacrifice of our praise will rise up into heavens. That all heavens will smell it. That it will be a sweet smell to your, to your taste, to be sweet to you. As a sweet smelling server, even as an offering made by fire unto you. Father, we bless your holy name. And this morning, Father, we ask for an embrace this morning. We ask that let the, the access which your praises bring so that they come into the gates, your gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. I pray that as you are being, we are being tuned by your word, I ask may access to these gates in the spirit be granted to us by virtue of righteousness which you are imparting. Father, we bless your holy name today. We, it's a privilege, we count it a privilege to be in your presence in this day and time. And we take nothing for granted. Thank you for the movement of your spirit upon our heart. Thank you for the flow of the waters of grace. The same waters which enrich us and 
cause us to be fruitful. Yes, the same waters that binds us up, bringing us into one flow, into one current flowing towards you. Father, we, we celebrate the supernatural operations of grace so manifest in our time and in our days. Father, we worship you, our King. We bless your holy name. You are enthroned above all. We lift you up. We exalt you, our God. There is none like you in all the earth. Our Father, we come before your feet, even before the feet of your Son, our High Priest, Jesus Christ. That Jesus who is also worthy to be praised, who is worthy, who is a shepherd, unto whom all of Israel is gathered. We sit before him this morning. We are telling you, Jesus, we want to hear your voice again. We want to hear your words again. We want to hear your sounding, your speaking. We want to, we want to taste of the oil that flows out of your person. Your very endowment of spirit. I pray, come and bless us with that this morning. You promised that you prepare a table before us even in the presence of our enemies and you will anoint our head with oil until our cup runs over i am asking out of that promise bring forth a manifestation this morning i pray you look beyond my own weakness my own incapabilities and my frailty and lord use me supernaturally this morning to help find where you've hid pastures for us to be led into fountains of waters. Thank you, Father. Yield my tongue, use my tongue, use my heart, use my vessel to minister your word. May you endow us with all the meekness this morning that is required to feed at this level. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Um, you're welcome. Please just welcome somebody. Thank you. Shukran Lord. Glory to your name. Bless your name. All heavens declare your glory. They sing your praise. The wonder of all creatures in heaven is constantly contemplating and meditating upon your essence, your your make, your you are a wonder. One spirits wonder at you, angels which you have made. Father, you are blessed forever. There is none to be compared with you. All that the world can put together 
all that the enemy has his lying signs and wonders are not to be compared with uh, just a wonder from you father we worship you in the beauty of your holiness in your eternal separation we worship you our god you are not just our god you are the god of all heaven and earth you are the only god there is we give you praise worship you 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 you who lay the beams of your chambers in the waters who makes the cloud your chariots and you who walks upon the wings of the of the wind the eternal spirit from where every spirit fountains from immortality in light we worship your name bless you you know the time is coming all the earth will marvel at you all eyes will see every tongue will confess every knee will bow Thank you, our Father. We bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take our Bibles this morning. Um, good morning to everyone online. Thank you for joining us. Um, praise God. Um, let's see the Bible. I'm actually not sure man, where to... Praise God. Oh, we just trust the Lord to, to lead us this morning. Amen. Praise God. The Bible is an overwhelming book. Amen. Uh, okay, let us... Um, let us see... That's Psalm 149. Amen. Praise to you, the Lord. Yes. We'll read from verse 1. Amen. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. That's Psalm 149, verse 1. 
sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Amen. Let, uh, amen, thank you. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind up their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. Verse 150, chapter 150 verse 1. Praise God in his sanctuary. Amen. Amen. So praise ye the Lord. Then praise God in his sanctuary. And praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, our Father. Uh, let's go back again to verse, verse 159. Thank you. The ending part of the book of Psalms, uh, they are actually... Um, they are, I don't know what the word is now, but they actually, they focus on the praise of God, right, the, the last um, chapters, praise God. So, you know, the praise of God is not empty, or the praise of the Lord is not empty, it takes revelation, it takes sight to actually to excavate his praise. Mm-hmm. To, if we don't have the blessing of revelation, after a while you won't even know why God is worthy of praise. Mm. Praise God. Mm. The world is still struggling about whether he exists. Talk less of praising him. <laughs> why, why is that? It's darkness, right? Mm. It's darkness. There's no... There's no light. There's no sight. Amen. So, but um, a lot of these psalms, I believe many of them were written by David. Praise God. And David was 
was somebody in that time who was anointed to he was anointed to sight by, by I believe by the quickening of the spirit because it was a spirit that was upon him. Uh, we saw that spirit manifest when Saul was depressed. And then they brought David. Amen. Amen. And David took the harp, I believe. It was a harp and he began to play. And just by playing the harp, there was a, there was a, he was able to bring about a movement of the spirit. Praise God. He was able to, there was a connection between David's playing and the manifestation of the, of the spirit of God. And really he must have played and played until he was so strong and the spirit that was upon Saul had to go away because of David. So David has had a grace um, at that time to, to fetch the praises of God. Amen. Um, they called him uh, the, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Praise God. So it was, it was a, David was a blessing to Israel. He was a type of Moses for his own generation. Amen. It was a word. Who is a Moses? The, the man who connects God for the people. Praise God. Amen. Is the man who what? The man who connects God. The man who the people follow. That Moses was a was a leader. To me, I feel like Moses was the first king of Israel. Uh, in a sense. Amen, because he was able to, to lead the nation according to spiritual direction. A, a rebellious, strong-headed people. Amen. Amen. But in David's own generation, uh, David took that same kind of mantle, of course, right? Because Saul came. Saul did not care about God. Saul was doing his own thing. Amen. Um, so, um, but when they, the Lord brought David... Um, the Lord brought David back. Uh, God used him. Praise God. God dealt with him, trained him. And then God was able to use him to kind of, in a way, bring the people back. Amen. Amen. And then gather the people back. One of the pop- main things that the Lord used David to do is the founding of Zion. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And Zion is actually the mountain where the praise of God should arise from is an elevation on the earth right is a point from where god's praise so david was a was actually a man who fought wars for to for the institution of the mountain of the of god of the praise of god amen and when he he fought fought the wars he defeated and then he brought back the ark of the covenant and he, he brought it back into judah into jerusalem and he put it there and he began to, so he began to institute praise. He gave the Levites, they did some sacrifices and he gave Levites instruments. And they began to praise God. Amen. Amen. And David was also, so David's, David's, David's revelation um, concerning the, the praise of God, it actually came through his life. So uh, you see a lot of the praises now. Now you might think that it was when he brought back the ark, then he started giving them writing songs. No, David had been writing songs for a long time. When he was alone in the cave, you see some of his psalms here. 
some psalms of deliverance, psalms of all those prayers he prayed. Many of them were written when, when he was in solitude, when he was running away from Saul, right? Yes, so before he brought back, when he brought back the ark, he brought it back with an, in, uh, with an intention. And usually I believe what he would do is that he would just write a song, he would give it to the musicians, take, go and sing it. Amen. He would write it. Who knows, maybe he would give them melody, I don't know. Praise God. And so that singing, um, the, the praises of David. You see, his praises, David was a, was a psalmist. So his, a psalm is almost like a revelatory praise. Right? It's a praise. It's a praise that you can take a matter and begin to dig into it. Praise God. And then you begin to excavate the praise, the properties of that thing. And then you bring it out. That's, what they, that's who David was. His heart could. Amen. He said, my heart is indicting a good matter. My heart is indicting. Praise God. Amen. So, so a praise um, is... Oh, thank you, Father. We give you glory. Amen. So, so a praise um, is a pray. That word praise is does is not without revelation. If it's not revelatory, is not a praise. Amen. So it is it is revelation that produces praise. Another word for revelation means the sight of righteousness. The, the, the sight of righteousness, the sight of properties, then when you look at God, you're able to sight his righteousnesses. That's what brings forth praise. Amen. Um, so, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, these Psalms of David, they are important Psalms. They actually, when God gave them to him, the Lord gave them to him with New Testament in mind. Many of them. Many of these Psalms, if you read it, they are not just... They're not just, they are not, um, they are not without understanding. So there are things about him, which the Lord gave him, that should be part of the scriptures. Right? Which, some of these things, we have to now come again by the spirit of revelation. And look at the song that David sang. And say, okay, what was this thing about? What was the spirit that was inspiring these songs? What were they um, speaking concerning? Praise God. Uh, let's read verse 1, chapter 149 again. It says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Amen. Yeah. Now, so this new song, this, um, there's what you call just praise, then there's what you call a new song. Amen. Yeah. So a new song, right, you sing praise in a new song, then he now spoke about his praise in the what? In the congregation of saints. Then verse 2, let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. And he will beautify the meek. With salvation. Verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Praise God. And we've seen the meaning of this. That 
the saints who are joyful in glory, praise God. Um, the sons who are joyful in glory are saints who have, who have, who have gotten into glory. Right? They have are gotten into the, the, the realm of God's glory, uh, which is a realm of... The realm of God's glory is the realm of high praises. Um, high praises of God. Praise the Lord. Um, so, praises of God are in levels. We know that. Um, the praise, the level of praise that a creature manifests is according to what? The, the amount of, there's something, say it. The amount of righteousness that what? That he has inherited. Amen. So, uh, there is the righteousness that he has. Is now uh, you can sing praise, singing of praise, like singing praise, amen. Singing praise, um, the physical act of just singing, like you read something and then you turn into a song and singing, praise God. That thing of singing it means a lot in the spirit, praise God. But it is actually a representation of a spiritual reality that should be happening. Praise God. So, so I think I've said it many times that it's possible for someone's mouth to be singing, but the true thing that God eats is not song, it's not uh, sound, it's not physical vibration of your music. That's not what God takes. What God takes, what constitutes praises to God, is a spiritual something that is arising from man. It is what are they? They are righteousnesses. Things about him that man has come to know yes. and has inherited. Uh, you know, they are settled in the man. They become a pop component of him. Yes. Praise God. And then those things, when those things begin to rise up to God, that's what you call praises. Yes. Amen. 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 Are you seeing that? Yes, so it is so praise, the praise of God. The praise of God. The praise of God involves knowledge, revelation, things concerning God inside a man. So, so the Bible, um, amen, let us see something. When it comes to God's people, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Let's just read some verses. There are so many. Okay. Um, let's read Psalm 65 first. Psalm 65. 
you are there, say amen. amen. Um, Psalm 65, verse 1. It says that praise waited for thee, right? Praise waited for thee, O God, in where? In Zion. And unto thee shall the vow be performed. No doubt that hearest prayer. Unto thee shall all flesh come. Amen. amen. Verse 4. Read verse 4. It says, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. Then it says, We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple, by terrible things in righteousness, without answer us, O God of our salvation, who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are far off upon the sea. Praise God. Now, um, now, you see this praise in verse 1, that waited for him in Zion. Um, the, the praise is actually that when the, Lord has, when the Lord has instituted Zion, praise God, Zion is actually a mountain of praise. Right. So, so, can you tell me where is that place where you say, you who make mention of the Lord do not, do not um, cease until he has made Jerusalem a praise on the earth. Okay, yes, yeah. Isaiah. Book of Isaiah. chapter 62. Praise God. Let's read from verse 1. It says, For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. Praise God. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. So this is the prophet speaking, right? That um, until the righteousness thereof, that's the righteousness of Zion and Jerusalem, till they go forth as brightness, and as the as and the salvation thereof as what as the lamp that burneth and and the gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory and thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of what the lord shall name praise the lord um now let's read verse 6 go down to verse 6 he said i have set watchmen upon thy walls o jerusalem which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish, right? And then till he make Jerusalem, what? A praise in the earth. Are you saying that? So till he established it and then he makes Jerusalem a praise to make it a praise upon the earth. So, when something has become a praise upon the earth, is when that thing has come to a state. Like, see verse 1? What does verse 1 say? For Zion's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until what? Yes. Yeah, so do you see these two things are the same thing. Verse 1. I will not hold my peace. I will not rest. He said, do that make mention of the Lord. Do not keep silent. Until what? 
So one says till he established and till he make Jerusalem a praise. Verse one says until righteousness thereof go forth as the as the what as brightness and salvation as lamb that burneth. So the righteousness going forth as brightness is also and salvation going forth as a lamp is also the same thing as making Zion or Jerusalem become what a praise upon the earth. So when the people become a praise to, upon the earth, it's when they have become an embodiment of what? Of his righteousness. Amen. Yeah. You see, uh, let's go to um, Ephesians. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. If you are there, say amen. amen. Thank you, Father. Uh, I'll just read from um, I'll read from verse 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Says Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in where? In Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and then without blame, are you seeing that? Before him in love, having predestinated us unto adoption of children, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, then to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, how? According to the riches of his grace. Praise God. Amen. We give you glory, Father. Let's go down. Let's read verse 11. It says that, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who walked all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of the what of his glory who first trusted in Christ are you seeing that praise the lord in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of our your salvation in whom also after you believed then you were sealed with the holy spirit of promise amen uh, so you see there that he said that you should be to the what praise of his glory so you being to the praise of his glory is actually the purpose of him. Verse 11. It's the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of what? Of his own will, that you should be to the praise of his glory. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Right? Wherein he had made us what? 
accepted in the beloved. Amen. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, so this praise that we are speaking of, we are speaking concerning, um, amen. amen. I want us to see something that's open to. Hebrews. Thank you, Father. This phrase is what the operations of grace is meant to bring forth. All right, the praise of the glory of His grace. Am I correct? Wherein we are accepted. So the praise of the glory of His grace means the praise of, the, of glory, which is grace, is meant to bring about. Right? And we know grace is, is actually the, the operation of grace. The main operation of grace is the revelation of righteousness. Amen. Amen. What I say? It's the revelation of righteousness. So this, this um, praise is also what the reigns of God, like the reign of righteousness, which is the full former reign, is meant to bring forth. And every reign, the full, the full reign, former reign, is meant to bring forth a kind of, to prepare a kind of harvest. Praise God. Uh, that harvest is what the book of Hebrews calls the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Amen. Let's see Hebrews chapter. Um, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter. I just we will see twelve, but I want to show something um, concerning Jesus. Amen. Okay. Um, so wh- where does it say there was a place where he spoke? And said that we should go outside without the camp. What chapter? Okay. 
chapter 13, amen. What verse? Okay, verse 13, okay. So let us go forth, therefore, amen. Verse 12 says, Behold, if, if there, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, praise God, suffered without the gate, amen. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach, am I correct? For we have, for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. For by him, therefore, let us go, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving what? Thanks to his name. So that word, by him, um, so we're just trying to show something how, they bring you know the goats and all that to the tabernacle and the blood which they take into the tabernacle the actual bodies of the animals so of that of the sin offering they have to take it outside the camp and burn it outside the camp praise god and they're saying that that same way jesus was taken outside the camp but that we should also bear his reproach amen you know um reproach praise god of christ we also need to bear his reproach. And when we go to him without the calm, verse 13, and bearing his reproach, the, for here we, because he said, for here we have no continuing city, amen, amen. Uh, but we seek one to come. Then by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So that word, by him, um, is actually talking about by what he became, mm-hmm. right? Through what he became, then we are able to offer the sacrifice of what? Of praise Pray to God continually. That is the what? The fruit of our lips, giving what? Giving thanks unto his name. So the... The word fruit of our lips actually means the, is the fruit of our heart. It's the same thing. Right? The fruit of what you have become. So when we become Him, now, praise God. Now, you see that word of taking Him outside the camp. Amen. Amen. What does that mean? Why did they take Him outside the camp? If you read the book of, of Leviticus before. Um, when someone brings a sin offering, they, they take the blood, they use the blood for atonement inside. Then um, you see verse 11 here, it says it. It says it, um, it says, For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest of foreseen, right, are born without the camp. Praise God. So they take it out, the body, because when, before they do it, the person who brought it has laid his hand on it. And they, they take the blood, and once he lays his hand and they burn that, they take that animal, the animal has become sin. Do you see that? So it has become sin, and they have to take it outside, outside the camp. That's where they deal with it, they burn it there. What they mean is that Jesus Christ, that's what Jesus Christ became. Are you seeing that? So, that, so Jesus became sin, and Jesus was taken out. Praise God. But it says that we also have to go forth 
with, to him without the camp bearing his reproach. It means we have a participation there. The participation there is that Jesus Christ became sin. That's what the Bible says, that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God. So, he's saying here that when we are, when we go without him and bear his reproach, then we're able to, by him, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Praise God. Bringing what? Thanks unto his name. Amen. Amen. So, the fruit of our lips is a fruit of a person whose heart has become, who has become, you have participated in that substitution of becoming, him becoming sin, you becoming righteousness. Mm. Right. Became sin for us, that we might become righteousness. Amen. That's why he took him outside the camp. So when he became sin, we became righteousness. But the participating of that righteousness, it is by him. Amen. Amen. It is what? By, by him. him. That word by him means it's, it's actually by a process of the, the receiving of him. It's also a process of the revelation of him. Amen. Amen. That brings forth that righteousness. And that righteousness at some point will um, yield. If you go to the previous chapter, verse 12. Chapter 12, sorry. Amen. Amen. In chapter 12, verse 11, it says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joy, joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the what? Peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are what? Which are exercised thereby. So, now you see this chastening is... It's a, it doesn't seem to be joyous for the present, but it is grievous. But nevertheless, afterward, it does what? It yielded the what? The peaceable fruit. So the peaceable fruit of righteousness is the, is the fruit of righteousness, praise God, that is able to make peace. You know, the purpose of bringing that lamb, that goat or whatever, for the sin offering is to make peace, right? So you take it. You pour it upon the altar, and then you take the blood into the sanctuary, right? And that blood it gets to the altar, yes. praise God. Amen. And it gets to the altar inside the sanctuary. Yes. They put it on the horns of the altar. That point is the point where peace is being made. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Now, um, there is a process. You know, Jesus Christ became righteous, became sin, but it didn't stay sin. Mm-hmm. He became a, a righteousness. So he became sin. Then after he became sin, then he became righteousness. Right now he's not sin. But at the point he became sin for us. Praise God. Now, the reason why when they brought when he bring that goat and the man lays his hands on the goat, it's almost like a substitution. This man, this goat has become what I am. All my sins and everything is on that goat. Then he now take that goat outside so really it's the man they should be taking outside right because 
All his unrighteousness is what makes that goat. That goat is now a sin. It has become sin. It means the man who came was seen before. Like we all are seen. When we are coming, our nature is what is seen. So when we come, and they say that the way Jesus was taken outside, um, for us, New Testament saying, that's just what that verse 13 is saying, that let us not follow the Old Testament pattern of substitution. Well, you know what I mean? You're, because that doesn't really affect the man. Right? It doesn't affect the man. It's like you transfer, you're saying, ah, this goat has become, and then they take the goat out. But, but that doesn't work for you because the man hasn't changed. The man is still seen. That sin has just been covered by an atonement of blood. Praise the Lord. But what he's saying here is that in the New Testament, don't stop there. Don't substitute. That word is that New Testament, the era of bringing tokens in terms of the, the, our, our pattern of reconciliation, the era of bringing tokens is over. Praise God. So, so instead of bringing your token and substituting, they are saying that, you see where our own lamb or goat was taken to without the camp, follow him there. <laughs> yes, don't leave him alone. Don't say, ah, I've transferred my sin to this. No, that, that's not the New Testament. Is that this is a special provision. It's a special kind of Praise God is a special kind of man. Is a is an is a sacrifice. The purpose of it is sacrifice is to be is to is to be able to make men praise. To make a man a praise. A, a make a man a praise means a man is is contains has righteousness. The man carries righteousness. He has become righteousness. When a man has become righteousness, he has become a praise on the earth. Praise the Lord. So they say, go without the camp with him. And when you are able to go with him, because where they are taking him to, that's not his end. In the Old Testament, that's when you take a goat there or an animal there, that is a sin offering, and you burn it without the camp, that's the animal's end. They burn it. They say you should burn everything, even the feces. Everything must not be touched. It must be completely consumed. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, what, what, what Jesus is on, when they, are, when they are taking him outside the camp, even though he's getting there and he's seen, there's a point, there's a, there's a way that God can make sin righteousness. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and there, there's something about to happen that you must be a partaker of. So that's why you must go with, with him without the camp. Praise God. And when you get there, so that you can by him offer the sacrifice of praise. So this is what they're telling you. Now, if they're using this analogy of the law and New Testament, it means that by the time the man brought the animal, which is what we did, who killed Jesus? You and I, we are the ones who killed him. So uh, uh, why did we kill him? We offered him. Praise God. 
Amen. So we brought, you know, the way Jesus died is the same. It's almost like the olden days. It's the same high priest who was supposed to kill the bulls and goats. They are the ones who killed Jesus. You know, it was the high priest that killed him. <laughs> so they actually offered Jesus the way you offer an animal. Praise the Lord. So, so, so praise God. Uh, but what, what God is saying is that we are in New Testament. We are going to we are going to change the order. No more substitution in that sense of transfer. Sorry, no more just transfer that does not, and then covering of sin that doesn't deal with the man who is sinful. Praise God. So you, you will see here there will be two comings almost. The first time you came. Praise God. Are you seeing something here? I'm showing you something now. You came. When you came, first of all, you came with Jesus. You see, Jesus, I've transferred my sin to you. Jesus said, okay, no problem. I've taken it. I've become sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then Jesus, without him, without you doing anything, you didn't do any work. See, I've just transferred my sin onto you. Then Jesus said, no problem. And they carried Jesus. They offered him. They took his blood. They took his blood into the, the temple to atone for you. Praise God. And then they took him and take, took him out of the camp. Praise God. Are you seeing that first one? That's atonement. So there is the first atonement that doesn't have anything to do with who you are. You are still seen. But there's an atonement. That is, the, that is from that order. The, re- the recreation of your spirit man came from. Without you doing anything. Right? It's almost like a transfer. The righteousness that is in your spirit man came just by the blood, the application of the blood of Jesus. Without any kind of change happening to you as a person. Still, we are still, you know, we're still wicked and all that. But by him, they're able to bring forth righteousness in our spirit. Praise God. So, but now, what they are saying here is that, okay, that part has been done, but now, you are wise. Go with him. As they are carrying him without the camp. You have to go now with him. Praise God. Because you've come first for the first sacrifice, which is you bringing Jesus. You said, I brought Jesus, so let him die instead of me. And so you substituted him, praise God, and then they accounted that his blood for your righteousness. But that applied to your spirit man. Praise God. But now, there's another way they want you to come again. But the second time you are coming, you, must, you are the sacrifice. Praise God. Are you seeing it? Because when you go out without the camp, they're about to do something to him. You're going to participate in him being turned back from sin. Being turned into righteousness. Praise God. And so that's what it means there. That So when you go out with, uh, with, to him without the camp, that you may by him offer what? The sacrifices. So now tell me, what is the meaning of that sacrifices of praise? It is by the time you have now been made righteousness with him. Yes. Right? Yes, the reason why he was made sin, so that you can be made. He knew no sin became sin for us. So that we can become what? The righteousness of God in him. 
Now, when you become righteousness, you have to now come and offer what they call the what the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of your lips. Amen. So, the thing called sacrifice of praise is the offering of a man. Right? It's the offering of nobody can offer the sacrifice of praise without participating in or receiving of the righteousness of Jesus. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Yes. Amen. You know that the right, the right order of entering is through praise. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. Praise the Lord. So that entering, so that second entrance, amen, is when you will enter to offer, amen, it is the offering of our own heart and our own self. Praise God. Now, now this thing, um, let's read what Jeremiah said. Look at Jeremiah chapter. Jeremiah chapter 33. Praise God. Um, Our Father, we bless you. So you, you, you're going to see here, the, this is a prophecy concerning Zion, which is the mountain of God's people, right? Um, let's just read from the beginning, we'll get there. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the Lord the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it, to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. Amen. Amen. For thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are thrown down by the mounds and by the sword. They come to fight with the Chaldeans, but it is to fill them with the deeds of dead bodies, praise God, whom I have slain in my anger and in my fury, and for all whose wickedness I have hid my face from the city. So he's speaking here about the, the season when the Lord will hide his own face from now. And we know that what makes God hide his face is sin. Or the, the Bible says that he cannot behold iniquity. He's too holy to behold iniquity. So there is, there is, the, there is the time when because of the iniquity of the people, of God's people, Praise God. Um, God will hide his face from them for a time. For verse 6 says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure. And I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return and will build them as at the first. It means I will take away their captivity, and then I will what? Build them as at the first. And then I will cleanse them from the, all their iniquity, whereby they have sinned against me. 
and I will pardon all their iniquities, whereby they have sinned, and whereby they have transgressed against me. And it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all the good that I do unto them, and they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity, right? That I shall do what? Procure unto it. Praise God. Thus hear the Lord again, there shall be heard in this place, which ye, shall, ye say shall be desolate without a man and without beast, even in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without a man and without inhabitant and without beasts. So they shall be heard in this place, right? Verse 11, what will be heard there? The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. Amen. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The voice of what? Them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise on into the house of the Lord, for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as, as the first. Praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Um, so this place is just a prophecy of Jeremiah talking about um, the journey of, of God's people, of, of Israel. Amen. amen. And amen. The journey of uh, Jerusalem. Praise God. He calls it here the cities of Judah, the streets of Jerusalem. Verse 11. So it means there will be a time when they will be desolate. Right? You won't be able to find a man. That word man means you won't be finding statues. Right? When the, the city is without men, they are, means they are, it's, a, it's without people who have development of strength. Praise God. And so, but after a while, he will now begin to bring about healing. In this place, verse 8, it says, And I will cleanse them from their iniquity, whereby they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities, whereby they have sinned, and whereby they have transgressed against me. And it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth. We shall hear all the good that I do unto them. Praise God. And they shall fear and tremble. For all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I procure unto it, thus saith the Lord. Praise God. And then says, Again there shall be heard in this place, which, which ye say shall be desolate without a man and without beast, even in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, that are desolate without a man and without inhabitant and without beasts. Praise God. See, and there will be heard in this place the voice of joy, and the voice of gladness, praise God. And then the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of what? The bride. And then the voice of them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Now, so they are showing different levels of voices that will be heard. That word voice means is a, there, is a, there are kinds of praise that are rising up from different levels 
in God's in God's city. Now, when, I, when we are referring to God's city, now of course we are talking about the church, the church of Christ. It is the place that the enemy has desolated for a long time. The, what makes it desolate? When you come, you don't find statues. When you come, you don't see built-up men. You don't see people who have been developed. You don't see you don't see strength. Right? There should be. There should be plenty of abundance of strength, statues of strength in, in God's own city. Praise God. And in God's own house. Praise God. But whenever, when you don't find people who are strength, of course, strength is righteousness. Praise God. What did I say? Righteousness is the, is the building blocks of God, that God uses to build up a man, right? So righteousness, in, in, it says that it shall be called the trees of righteousness, the word, the planting of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 61, that he might be what? That he might be glorified. Praise God. So those people who will be, and then they will build the old waste places. Am I correct? So that those places who have been, that have been desolate, they, they needs men of strength. Who will bring about the building? Am I correct? Praise the Lord. Uh, so, um, now what will um, what will bring about this return of strength? When this strength comes back to God's house, you now begin to hear different levels of of praise arising to God at different levels. Praise God. Now, one of the, the highest level you hear is the, what they call the voice of joy and gladness. Praise God. The voice of joy and gladness. That word joy and gladness is joy that has, is actually a, is a realm. That word joy and gladness is the realm of the most holy. That is the realm of the presence of God. In His presence there is fullness of joy. So, Joy and gladness actually means fullness. When joy has become full, it connects gladness, like Jesus received the oil of gladness. Amen. So there will, there will be a voice. That oil realm of joy, gladness, gladness and joy has a voice. When they, whenever you hear the word voice, voice doesn't mean it's not sound. You see in the Bible sometimes they, 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 they speak about sound. There will be a sound of joy, a sound of... Uh-huh. Now, but when they use the word voice, voice means distinct. Right? If you speak now, that's a sound. You speak, you speak, is a sound. But when you speak, I heard a voice, is different from that voice. They are both sounds, but when you now use the word voice, it's talking about this one, there's Tolu's voice. There is what? Jimmy's voice. So, this voice belongs to him. So when I say I hear Jimmy's voice, mm. when Tolu speaks, what I hear is not Jimmy's voice. Mm. But even though they are both sounds, but the particular voice is... Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, so this word voice here is, is a unique praise. Mm. The, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, are, I, they, they are unique praises. Mm. Praise God. Mm. At a level. 
which is actually the it is the voice you hear by the time the saw the the saints who are joyous in glory who will begin to sing aloud on their beds right when they sing aloud on their beds what will happen the high praises of god will be on their lips so that high praises is actually the voice it's a particular voice it takes saints who are joyous in glory praise god to to be able to praise god with the voice of joy and the voice of gladness am i making sense yes, sir. praise god Hallelujah. then so you see the voice of joy and the voice of gladness then when you come just before that it is another voice you hear is the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride that region where you hear the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride is the region of marriage you have there must be there is the region of marriage it's just before the what the region of what the region yes praise god so that voice um you see the voice of the of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride that when you hear that voice is when the bride has you see the bridal state has emerged when the bridal state hasn't emerged you will not hear the voice of the bride so it's not every church state that is a bride in other words, Jesus can't marry just every church. Jesus can't come to the earth now and just marry this church <laughs> that we have now. It's not possible. This church that we have now, amen. amen. I, I'm not sure whether, I don't think a bride, I'm not sure you can find the bride inside yet at this level. Praise God. Um, and, and, and why will that marriage not happen? Because and oh, and you won't hear. Um, there's something that thing called the voice of the bride. It's like Revelation chapter twenty-two, when the spirit and the bride begins to call. Right, the bride will say, "Come, come, come." Then, Amen. So that voice is when it it takes development for the bride to develop the bridal voice. Yeah. And without a bridal voice, the, you can't call. Let the spirit and the bride say, come. Praise God. Let the spirit and the bride say what? Come. Say, come. That word, come, is a calling. All right, you are calling the bridegroom. What actually calls the bridegroom is the, is the praise. God has to make Jerusalem, right? A praise on the earth. Right? You know that, that word Jerusalem. Jerusalem just means Jerusalem means who the the bridegroom should marry. It's, Jerusalem is actually the name. Uh, Jerusalem means the, the word means habitation of peace. Is a is a habitation. Amen. Amen. It is actually and that habitation is the wife. If you see in the book of Revelation twenty one, is the new that city, the new Jerusalem. They call it the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. When the angel said unto John, say, come, I will show you the, the, the lamb's wife. And then he said, he took me away in the spirit to a high mountain. And then he showed me, I saw a new uh, the, the city coming out of heaven from God, adorned 
what as a bride what praise the lord Hallelujah. so a bride that was waiting for a bridegroom so that bride is is ready praise god amen. so that bride amen, amen that has been dead that is what they call new jerusalem it's the new jerusalem so that is what the lord is trying to make jerusalem into that state that brighter state so when the when that happens you now discover that she has developed a voice praise god and also that voice is also a praise Amen. Amen. But then when you come below that, then you will now find, praise God, let's read that. He said, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. Then he said, the voice of them that shall say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good. Now, are you saying that for his mercy endureth forever? Now, whose voice are these? They are just before you hear the voice of the bride and the bridegroom. When you hear the voice of the bride and the bridegroom, is at the, it's in that realm. It's actually a realm. If you ask me, is, is it holy place? Is it most holy place? I don't know. There's a realm there. <laughs> praise God. It's that world where, praise God, it's like that place. There's a place where in the book of, in, sorry, when the Lord was narrating the, the story of the ten virgin, virgins, right? There's, where by the time the virgins move, the wise ones move, there's a place where their voice meets the voice of the bridegroom. Praise God. You know, you know that, 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 that time, there's, a, there's actually an amen. There is there's an echo. Amen. Yeah. So behold, the, bri- the bridegroom cometh. Praise God. Now, that time... Uh, um, one of the things that that bride would have happened is that that bride must have overcome. Uh, so the bride would have just overcome to be, in order to be married. Are you seeing that? Would have just overcome in order to what? In order to be married. Amen. So at that realm, this, this place is just showing realms of, of ascension. Just before gladness, before joy and gladness, there is the union of the bride and the bridegroom. Praise God. You see, that union, now, although Jesus has been anointed with the oil of gladness, he's not really, really enjoying it yet. Because at that Hebrews chapter 1, when they anointed him, they said, sit down and wait until. They didn't say, come and sit down and reign forever. He says, sit down. Until, sit at my right hand, until your what? Your, and of course, we know that the, his enemy being under his footstool means that the enemies have come under the rest of his body. He is the head. The head is seated. But the, his enemies are not yet under his footstool. The footstool is where the feet is. So it means the enemies are on, should be under his feet, but they were not yet under his feet. Praise God. When Jesus ascended and sat... 
So, but he had to wait until that word means the rest of his body, which is who his bride is. They, need, they now need to rise above the enemy, which is the overcoming. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Which is, so when they overcome, in the same way he said that he that overcometh in Revelation chapter 3 will, will grant to sit with me on my throne, even as I overcame and sat with my father on his throne. Praise God. Does that make sense? So you are seeing, so even though he has the oil of gladness, Jesus, to me, I feel like he's not really, he hasn't completely come into the reign with that oil. That, that oil is actually for a kind of a rain. Praise the Lord. It's a kind of a rain. And, and when we see that rain, is after he has been married to his bride. Praise God. And then the full reign of, of the Lord will happen. First, the first place he will reign is on the earth. After his bride has been reaped and they must reign together. That's one of the promises of the Bible. That we will reign with him. We will reign with him. Amen. Amen. So the purpose of his, of his bride is so that they will reign together. And that reign will be, it will be a joyous reign. It, it will be not just ordinary joy. It will be a reign of gladness. Praise the Lord. So you are seeing the orders of, of, of ascension. Right before you ascend into gladness, there will be a marriage. That's when the voice of the bride and the voice of the bridegroom have merged, and they have come together. But before that, you have the voice of, of what, of them that shall say, "Praise the Lord of hosts." So, are you seeing that? So, this is in the sanctuary. Am I correct? There is a voice in the sanctuary. It's also a voice of praise, too. It's a voice of praise as well. Praise the Lord of hosts. It's also a realm of praise. It's a realm of praise before the bridal stature has been produced. So, this realm is the praise of sanctification. So, you people who are offering this praise are people who have... They've gone far to a point, but they've not yet become brighter in their state. So they are actually, they've not begun to, to engage the voice of the bridegroom, but the person who they hear is the Lord of hosts. Right? Which is the Lord of the sanctuary. Praise God. Which is still Jesus. But in a capacity where he comes among the hosts to minister unto them. Amen. So there is also a praise at that level. Anybody who begins to journey in sanctification, you have already begun to offer praise. Amen. Amen. So the voice of them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his what? His mercy endureth forever. Now you know, see, there's another one lower than that. This one is the first level of praise. It is the voice of them that shall bring in, bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Are you seeing that? 
they are bringing the sacrifice of praise. They are bringing the sacrifice of praise. Amen. So, of course, when they say this word, the house of the Lord, the, that house also includes the courts of the Lord. Yes, that's the, the first dimension of the house is the courts of the Lord. And so, those who are bringing in the, the, the sacrifice of praise are people who have gained entrance into the first dimension of the kingdom. So, that level is also a praise level. That's the level for initially that Hebrews chapter 13 was speaking of. Right? Are you seeing that when you go out without the camp, praise God, then you now by him offer the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips giving thanks. And of course, we see that word thanks also means praise in the book of Revelation chapter 4. Right? When the the four beasts they give glory and honor and then thanks praise god of course we know that thanks is praise because it's praise honor and glory but that praise can be substituted with thanksgiving praise god Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Amen. So, what have we seen now? We've seen different realms of, of dimension. We are breaking down the praises of God. What are praises? Praises means the different places souls should grow into. It's a level, one level of praise to another. So, it means that any soul that has not entered the courts of God has no praise at all. You are not, you are not praiseworthy. I, you don't have means you don't when they check you in the realm of the spirit they don't see God's praise in you this offering praise is not a trivial thing it's, are you seeing it all about the Bible I just think the Bible talks about giving praise praising God praising God David spoke about it there's a it was the Holy Spirit a, say you who make mention don't rest until Jerusalem becomes a praise in the earth. Praise the Lord. A praise. It becomes a praise in the earth. So now you see, now people who have not, who have not, those who haven't, so I, I, I want us to see something. So it means the entrance of a soul into the realms of praise is, involves the initial bringing of sacrifice. Right? It is with and it's with that sacrifice that we, that we enter. Amen? Amen? See, and of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into what? Into the, into the house of the Lord. Kai, this, is, this thing is a serious thing. Amen? This, is, this prophet was just uttering. Amen? Amen? So it means that praise. So now people who have not begun to bring sacrifice into the house of the Lord are they Christians? So it means right. So it means they are Christians. If you are because if you are following how it aligns, 
anybody who is an Israel, Israel is a type of Christians. Amen. Amen. What I say? Israel is a type of Christians. Right? So every Israel, it's not every Israel that is bringing, that has brought the sacrifice. That, would bring in, that point of bringing sacrifice into the house is a Levitical, it's like it's a Levitical state. It's like the Levites. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So it means anything before that. And who are the Levites? They are people who have measured separation from the camp, from where all of Israel is. It means all the other born-again people are just there, but they have not begun to learn sacrifice. What marks Levitical life is, is, the, is the beginning of sacrifice. The beginning. And the first sacrifice that any man offers is what they call the sacrifice of praise. Is the, so it means it's the first sacrifice of praise. Amen? Amen. Now, whenever you hear the word sacrifice, it is sacrifices, amen, amen. in the spirit are divided in, in according, to the, according to the levels of the wheels of God. Am I correct? According to what? The levels... You see, Romans chapter 12, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God, right, that you what? Present your bodies. What? A living sacrifice that is wholly acceptable, which is service. And then what? Be not conformed to this word, but be what? Transformed. Praise God. So now, that word, be not conformed. Conformed to this word is actually telling you so it means that sacrificing to God involves measuring separation from the world. It involves measure. Anybody who is you are in the world, you are the same. You are not. You are not a sacrificer. You've not. You are not making sacrifice. You've not begun sacrificing unto God because nobody can sacrifice. Like I was saying before that an Israelite can't just come out from maybe his own place where his own tent is. With somebody from the tribe of Simeon of God, wherever their tent is, you just come out in maybe your backyard and then kill a, a, an animal and say, I've sacrificed to you. If not, that doesn't count because sacrifice is according to movement. Are you seeing that? It's not a sacrifice if, you don't, if you've not journeyed with it. So, the first equipment of sacrifice is separation. And separation is the first will, is the good will of God. Yes. Hebrews 12, that you might prove what is that good first, and then acceptable, which is peaceable. Yes. Acceptable will is the peaceable will. Or it is when a person, it is the will that yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Praise God. So, I, I may know what is the good, acceptable, and then the perfect will of God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, so you're seeing that um, to the, that point of entering the courts of God, when you enter the courts of God, you, it is the first marker of a sacrifice. It's the first sign that his soul has started sacrificing unto God. 
Amen. That this thing is the first sight you get after you've learned the milk of the word. When you, when you, anybody who's learning the milk, you are still in the camp. You are still like every other, the world, every other Christian. You are born again, but the, everything the world does, the affections, everything are still inside you. Amen. Amen. But the first sacrifice to God is when a soul is able to begin to distance from the camp. Am I correct? Who is camp? Camp is world. But world that has now been called Israel by title. Uh, amen. So that's just sometimes we say, uh, I'm not in the world. When I was in the world, you know, some, a lot of times you are still. What makes world? Is there anybody outside there who has world written on their head? That uh, when you see their, their birth certificate, this is uh, Justin World. No, no, nothing like that. Amen. World is inside soul. Is your is your soul what you do, how you live, what you love, what you, uh, what your affections are. So if you're a Christian, the same thing all the world are pursuing. That's all you still pursue. You are not different from them. Even when you get born again, your spirit is now alive, but you are still not different in terms of your affections, your soul. Amen. So it means the part of a man, the spirit doesn't journey. It's the soul that journeys. So when it comes, it means when it comes to the part of men that journeys, you are still the same as the world. Are you seeing that? It's like all those Israelites. Tell me, were they different from the Egyptians? They were not. They were not. The only difference between them and the Egyptians is that when you naked them, they are circumcised. Mm. Praise God. And they, if you check their genealogy, they trace them to, to, to Jacob. Jacob is their father. Wow. Apart from that, in terms of what they love, who they are, how they behave, there is no difference between them and the Egyptians. So you just gather. So imagine when the Lord instituted the tabernacle, you gathered all those Egyptians around and you say, from today you are now Israel. You are now a people. It's just title. It's just by name. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? So such people, so you see those people, they are not praiseworthy at all. There is nothing about them that is praiseworthy, even though they bear the name Israel. Are you getting me? It's like so a believer. It's like it's not possible. A believer can't just become praiseworthy, a praise to God, just by getting born again. No. It's like you you got them born again, but nothing has entered into them. Are you seeing that? Nothing has entered into them. They are now even when they get born again, they begin to learn the milk of the word, which is the first. The, the principle of the oracle, the beginning of the oracle. That milk touches them away, maybe how to use faith, get your needs met. You can pray, answer can come. Things can happen in your life. You can lay hand on the sick, they recover. You speak in new tongues, taking a deadly thing in won't hurt you. All the signs that follow them that believe. The milk of the word can bring those things to them, but they are still not praiseworthy. They just came into new capacities, but they haven't changed. So heaven doesn't, there's nothing rises from such a soul to heaven. Nothing is happening in terms of what, how, heaven is not receiving praise from such a soul. 
the praise of God, when God looks at a man, what gives a man praise? What, what gives God praise in a man is what the man has become. Yes, sir. Are you seeing the sense yes, of praise? Sir. Yes, sir. It's not his singing, it's not his offering, it's not his tithe, it's not his walking in the church, it's not, not any of that. It is what the man has become until we have made Jerusalem to become a praise upon the earth. And what, what is making her a praise until her righteousness goeth forth as brightness? Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Yeah. So, so you are seeing why God is not so. You can see a lot of many Christians and believers are born again, but they praise is not, they've not even begun to give God praise. Yet. The first point of praise is separation. Yes. The day that Israelite wakes up and says, okay, oh, I want to sacrifice to God, I have to journey. Means he's, he will forsake the life of of the Israel life, which is the which is just if it's just really a it's just Egypt that 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 left Egypt. So I'm sure by that time I want to picture this thing culturally. When you go among the camp, those those twelve tribes, Amen. You know they they were still twelve because they split Joseph into Ephraim and Manasseh. When you go among those twelve, it will feel like you're in Israel. Because the atmosphere, the ambience they are so brings is sorry to do feel like they are in Egypt. Because the ambience and the culture of their soul was Egypt. And to everybody who still loves Egyptian life, are you seeing that? That life does not does not ascend the worldly life. Egypt is a type of the world. Worldly life does not ascend. If it's in a man, it can never ascend. It doesn't come up to God as a praise. Praise the Lord. But after a while, when they now bring in, they're able to bring in the sacrifice of praise. That is the first entrance. Amen. Amen. Into the realm of praise. That means that they have actually taken, gotten up, taken journey. Amen. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. So, if we want to fulfill that, that destiny of becoming a praise to God, um, we have to subscribe to what? The ministry of Zion. And the ministry of Zion is the ministry of the revelation of righteousness. Amen. Let us read a little bit more of this chapter. Amen. Thank you. Verse 12. Let's see verse 12. Amen. I think we will stop at 11. See, the thus said the Lord of hosts, again in this place, which is desolate, without a man and without beast, and in all the cities thereof, shall be an habitation of shepherds, causing their flocks to lie down. Pray, are you seeing? Now, you see, no man and there is no beast. Now, the work of men and beasts means there, are no, there is no strength. Alright? What men and beasts, praise God, 
that word men and beast, the word actually is almost like saying it's like there are no beasts are people who should grow up. I'm just using Bible uh-huh. grow up to become statues. So men means developed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, but it says in that place there will be an habitation of shepherds causing their flock to lie down. That flock is the beasts. Are you seeing that? So, so in that, in that Zion, in that city of God, you begin to see shepherding ministry will begin to come back again. Man says, in the cities of the mountains and in the cities of the vale, in the cities of the south, and in the land of Benjamin, and in the place about Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, shall the flocks pass again under the hands of him that telleth them, saith the Lord. Verse 14, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised unto the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days, and at that time, will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing this? Yes, sir. So in those days, I will cause what? On the branch of what? Are you seeing that? Uh, uh, amen. So to, that what grew up unto David means, what does that mean? Can you quickly just tell me? The throne. Thank you. That's, that's what it means. Remember that in the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, there shall come forth a, a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch will grow out, out of his root. Praise God. So on the stem of Jesse, Jesse was the father of David. That's where David grew from. Praise God. And so that, that man, he said, in this day, day I will cause the branch to grow unto David, and then he shall execute judgment and righteousness. Where? In the land. Praise God. And in those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely, and this is the name wherewith she shall be called. The Lord, our what? Righteousness. So now, why are they saying Judah and Jerusalem shall be called the Lord, our righteousness? Amen? Amen. This name. Remember, in Isaiah 62, that when they have gone forth as brightness and all of that, then they will now be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Is it there? Isaiah 62. So that name which the mouth of the Lord shall name is the Lord giving them his own name. And the name which the Lord will give is that name. It's called the Lord our what? Our righteousness. So he's talking about the giving of God's name. The Lord's name. Amen.
Thank you, Father. Inka? No? Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Prasiva <laughs> Natapras. the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Like that, the tongue is actually opening the scriptures. It's like uh, I, as it's coming, I'm, f- I'm just receiving it inside, deep inside of my heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely, and this is the name by which it shall be called the Lord, what? Our righteousness. And for thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. Are you seeing that? So it means that the throne will not be desolate because of the building of the stature of righteousness and, will, and when the name of righteousness appears you will find that a being capable of sitting upon the throne will emerge and you also want to also emerge is priestly stature see it says, neither shall the priests then the levites are you seeing at their orders at their so you see that word tronic is high priestly Right, because the realm of the throne in the sang in the tabernacle is the ark where the ark is. That upon the ark they call it the mercy seat. So that ark of mercy seat is a type of the throne that is sitting inside the, inside the tabernacle. Praise God. So and that's the realm of the of the, of the whole uh, the high priest. Then before then beyond when you come down you now see the realm of the priest and you now see the realm of the Levites. Are you seeing that? So one is saying is that because of the growing of the branch of righteousness, that this branch, initial branch, the first branch is Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this 15 was first prophesying concerning Jesus first. That when they say the branch, he's talking about that man. I will send forth my servant, the branch. 
There is a man called the branch, the branch. in the book of um, Zechariah. Uh, amen. That, that man called the branch is the person of Jesus. He is the first person who took the throne of David. But when he, take it, when he takes that throne, amen, amen, he will now begin to see, to execute judgment and righteousness, and righteousness in the land. The word execution, he will now begin to raise other people. It is the shepherdic ministry. Praise God. To begin to raise other trees of righteousness. Amen. Amen. And it says, In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. When the branch has raised her up, she will now come into a name. Right? That name shall be called what? The Lord. Now, in Isaiah 62, that's the same name. You see, um, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 2, I'll read from verse 1 again. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamb that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which what the mouth of the Lord shall name. Amen. And then thou shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Then verse 4, see it. Then thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. Amen. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiced over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Then I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, right? Keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish and he make Jerusalem a priest. Now, when you are reading these things now, now if you, you guys should go back and be reading these prophetic scriptures, you find because of keys that have been given, all these scriptures have, are opened up. You begin to see these different landmarks, demarcations in the Bible. If I say someone, come and preach this verse 4 to verse 5 now, if you want to tell me what's going on there. It's very, very clear, right? It's talking about how marriage, the righteousness will ascend to the point of what? Of marriage. Are you seeing that? And it's the same thing we are seeing from the other verses. Praise God. Now, if you go back to that chapter 3, I'm sorry, I'm just rushing because of time. Amen. I'm Jeremiah 33. If you read verse, now you see that verse 17. Amen. Amen. It says, For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. That would, he will never want a stature, a man that has been built to sit. Then you now see, so that is the, what a man who is sitting is talking about high priestly stature. Yes, right? Then verse 18, then you now come to the priestly order that neither shall the priest, the Levites, shall the priest the Levites want a man before the offer, or what? So, are you seeing that verse 18? Are you seeing that? Okay. It says, for the, said the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. 
then neither shall the priest, the Levite. So the priest will not want the Levites. So it means there will be enough Levites to help with the offering of the, of the burnt offering. And then to kindle the meat offering and to do the sacrifice continually. Are you seeing that outward offering, the sacrifices of praise is a Levitical job? That's the first realm of entrance. The priests actually direct the Levites on what to do. Are you seeing they oversee the Levitical work, which is the offering of burnt offering to kindle the meat offerings and to what? To do sacrifice continually. And the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, if ye can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should be not be night and day in their seasons, then may also my covenant be broken with David, my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne, and with Levites, and with the Levites, the priests, my ministers. Are you seeing, he's saying that what is tying this promise is, is very strong. If anybody can't break the covenant of day and night, you can't break this promise that God has given. See, as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David, my servant, and the Levites that what minister unto me. Are you seeing this? Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so this, is, this is very, very serious. Okay. Now, so this idea of um, this name, let's go back to just that verse 16. Amen. What they want to, the name that they want to impart to Zion, to Jerusalem, is the name of righteousness. That name is the name which the what? Mouth of who? Of the Lord shall name. Amen. Amen. Now, when that name is given, the word new name, say new name. New name. A new name has to do with, name means what you are. So that new name is, is actually, is, when you see, they say, say sing unto the Lord, Psalm 149. What do they say? A new song. Am I correct? It is a new name that produces a new song. Yes. The song of the song of righteousness. That the, there's a song of the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. Um, which when it has been given. Which is the point when the righteousness has gone forth as brightness and salvation as a lamb that burneth. At, at that time, see, the, the Gentiles will see your righteousness and all kings like glory. And then thou shalt be called by a new name, which what? The mouth of the, of the Lord shall name. So you see there is a connection between the name and their praise. How many of us believe that? There's a connection between the name that a person is bearing. Name in the spirit means your, your, your stature. Praise God. And then and the praise that is so. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's read something in Isaiah 48. Just God's name. Amen. <clears throat> See this. I will just read from verse 1, Isaiah 48. It says that hear this, right? O house of um, of who? Jacob. O house of Jacob. Which are called by the name of Israel. And are come forth out of the waters of Judah. Which swear by the name of the Lord. And make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth, nor in righteousness. So, are you seeing? Uh, this was this were the people Isaiah was prophesying to that you guys are bearing name falsely. They call you Israel, but you are you do, you're not bearing that name in truth, and it means that you don't have you don't have the righteousness stature. To warrant that name. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Yes, and so, so it means that, so in this verse you can see, it talks about their righteousness stature. It speaks about what they are called. Then it speaks to the fact that they are calling and swearing by the name of the Lord. Are you seeing that? So there's a connection between those things. Those two things should all align. A man's righteousness and then his name in the spirit and his capacity to, to call upon the name of the Lord. Righteousness. When the, it was when the Lord raised a seed instead of Abel. So then began men to call upon the name. It means that Cain's generation who had abandoned righteousness, they couldn't call upon the name of the Lord. When God reset in his stead, then began men to call upon the name. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Praise God. So, so all these things should all align. Praise God. There's, there's much more here that you can read in your own time. But let's just see verse, verse 9. It says, for, for my name's sake will I, will I defer my anger, 
and for my praise will I refrain for, for thee, that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have what? Chosen thee in the fullness of affliction. Amen. For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. Say, hacking unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my call, I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. Praise God. Mine hand also had laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has spanned the heaven. When I call unto them, what do they do? They stand up. To, he's talking about just things he has made. When he made the earth, the heavens, that when he calls, they ought to what? Respond. Praise God. Um, now, this is just talking about, God was just lamenting about the fact of Israel falling short of their name, of, of their stature. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, uh, and that's what I want us to see is that the fact that name is what actually, the name as, whatever the name is, that is the praise. Praise God. Let's see a psalm. Psalm 48. Amen. Psalm 48, praise God. Are, are you there? Yes, sir. Let's just read, let's read from verse 1. He says that great is the Lord and he's greatly to be praised in, in the what? In the city of our God. So the Lord is greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the what? Mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion, on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. For God is known in her palaces for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled, and he stayed away. Praise God. Um, let's read verse 8. It says, As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts. In the city of our God, God will establish it forever. Selah. Verse 9, we have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. Verse 10, according to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of what? Righteousness. Praise God. Let, let's read that again. It says, according to thy name. Oh, so is thy what? Thy praise. So it means his name and the praise they are lying. Yes, sir. His name and what? His praise. The amount of his, of his name that has been inherited. That's the amount of his praise. Amen. Then they now linked him to his right hand. Being full of what? Of righteousness. Verse 11, let, him, let Mount, the, Mount Zion rejoice. What is rejoicing? Is that the praise? Am I correct? Of Zion. 
Amen. Amen. And the daughters of Judah be glad. Why? Because of thy judgment. That judgment is his righteousness. Praise God. Amen. That judgment is what? Is righteousness. So, the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. And the name of God that has been inherited, that is what constitutes the praise of God in his soul. When righteousness has, has been built and built and built, then righteousness becomes a tree. Right? That is Isaiah chapter 61. Praise God. There are things that he would do in Zion. He will appoint unto them what? Or joy instead of what? Mourning. He will give unto them the oil of gladness. Amen. Instead of, the, of what? For the spirit of heaviness. Amen. He will give them a garment of praise. Amen. Are you seeing that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Then after a while, they will become the trees of the law, of righteousness. For what purpose? That he may be glorified. So he can't be glorified except the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord have been raised. That's Isaiah chapter 61. Amen. Quickly, can we just read it? Isaiah 61 verse. Yes. Let's read verse from verse 3. Amen. Read verse 3. So, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Am I correct? Yes, to give unto them beauty for ashes, then the oil of joy for mourning, then what garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, so that what? He might be glorified. So, they have a garment of praise. Instead of the spirit of heaviness, uh, amen, so that they can be called the trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, so that he can be. That word, he can be glorified, means so that they should be to the praise of his glory. Are you seeing that? So it takes statues of righteousness to be to the what? Praise of his glory. Then they are the ones that will build up the old ways places. Raise up former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities and desolations of many generations. Praise God. See, and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your hindrance. And see verse 6. But ye shall be named the priest of the Lord. You see, men shall call you what? The ministers of our God. And you will eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall your boat be what? Be established. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So uh, now let's read um, verse. Um, we could go to the previous chapter, verse chapter sixty. Amen. Amen. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll just quickly read from verse 18. Right? It says, Violence shall no more. Remember chapter 60, that's the one that started with, Arise, shine, your light is come. The glory of God is risen upon thee. Am I correct? It says, Behold, the darkness will cover the earth, gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise up upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And then Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Amen. Amen. Now, if that verse 18, it says, Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting or destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call my wall salvation, and thy gates praise. Amen. Amen. So I used to what they call the gates of praise. Gates means entrance. Are you seeing that? There's a difference between gate and walls. Oh. Now, how many of you believe when they say walls of the city, what do you think by what do you what do you when, what do you imagine as the walls? I'm sure you imagine walls only as just maybe a fence or something. No. Walls means the, the walls of every, every house, everything that is built inside it. Like when you go to a house, it has a wall. What it means is that the framing of the city. Are you seeing that? That's what wall means. So they spoke about gates and then walls. It's not the fence they're talking of. All the fence is just the the, the one that marks the whole uh, perimeter, amen. amen. Then at the, at, the, at the fence, you now have an opening called the gate. So that point, right, yeah. of entrance is called the gate. Yeah. Praise God, which is praise in the kingdom. But when you enter into the kingdom, the walls is salvation. So what they're, they're actually, what they're actually telling you is what the entrance is and what the actual makeup is. Are you seeing that? So make thy words praise and thy gates what? There was salvation, thy gates praise. The sun shall no more be thy light by day. Neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light and thy God thy glory. And the, thy, the sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy morning shall be ended. Thy people also shall be all righteous, all of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting. The same thing as the planting of the Lord. Then the work of my hands that I may be glorified. Are you seeing? It's the same thing. The planting. So it will take righteousness. Amen? Amen. That righteousness, all will be righteous. Praise God. They will inherit the land forever. Those righteous ones are the branch of my planting and the works of my hands. And it is through them I will be glorified. And so glory, that is the praise of his glory, is when trees of righteousness has arisen. Is this very, very clear? Yes, this is that we are explaining the praises and the glory of God. Mm-hmm. It's very clear from, how I many scriptures have we been seeing this thing? Now it's very clear that righteousness, amen, mm-hmm. is what will, is what, if 
righteousness is not rising on the earth. God is not being glorified. Let's do all the concerts we can. Let's do all the praise and worship meetings. All the singing we can do. Let's do anything we want to do. God is not being praised. He's not being glorified on the earth. And he's not being satisfied until trees of what? Of righteousness have been arising. But, but what we have been suffering is, is a desolation that the enemy has made sure that in God's house where the priest should be rising up, there are no men. We don't have buildings. We have people who are busy with many things. But when it comes to stature of righteousness, they are not rising. Amen. Amen. And because of that, praises isn't going. This, this song that should be heard in the congregation of the people. The congregation of the saints. That song is not going up. Chorus is going up. Praise and worship is going up. Concerts are going up. Music and all kinds of things. But the true praises of God are not rising. But I, I thank God for the prophecy. Finally, let's see a prophecy. There's a prophecy that, uh, that I came through Isaiah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I love this. I, to me, it's a prophecy concerning the church of God. Amen. Amen. It's a prophecy concerning who? The church. Isaiah chapter 54. Thank you, Father. We'll just close, we'll close on this note today. Praise God. Amen. Isaiah 54, are you there? Yes. It says, Sing, O barren, thou that is not bear, break forth into singing, and cry aloud, thou that did not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. This is he's using prophetic sight. He's speaking to, to, to God's house. Say, you have been barren since, but it's now time to sing. Praise God. Praise God. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. And what? Strengthen them. For thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And to make the desolate cities to what? To be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord had called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and the wife of youth, when thou wast refused, saith the Lord, for a moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I what? Gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy. What? On thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be wrought with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, 
neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that had mercy on thee. Amen. Amen. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundation with sapphires. Amen. Now these tempests are winds. Of course, many winds of doctrines, praise God, that have caused the tempest. Amen. But he said, after a while, I will make thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundation with sapphires. And I will make thy windows, my, thy windows of agates and thy gates of carbuncle and all thy borders of pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And then great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression. Amen. For thou shalt not fear. And from what? Terror. For it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall utterly gather together, but not by me. Whoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith and the that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the water to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that what rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me saith the lord praise god amen father we thank you we give all the glory to your name let's just begin to bless him today let's bless him and give him praise father we thank you all the glory to you all the glory to you all the glory to you all the praise to you all the praise to you. Mari Lamos Tevana Nosia. Masata Taliga Mahata. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless 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 you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Our Father, we thank you today. Uh, we give you glory for your holy word. Um, your words are true. Amen. They have forceful and right words. They are apples of gold in settings of silver. Thank you because every word is finding its place. Father, you are bringing your wisdom to rightly divide the word of truth. Father, we give you glory for that today. Father, I ask, O God, um, that this understanding will not fly away. For us, I pray that your spirit will use it uh, to bring more deepening of conviction and strengthening of resolve in the spirit. Father, for us to come into all inheritances of righteousness. Father, I thank you. I pray for every soul that has heard this word under the sound of my voice. I ask, Lord, that you will release blessing 
from heaven father to bring about the actualization of these things thank you our father we give all the glory to your name in jesus name we pray amen amen You dwell between the cherubim.